What up, Sea of Red? You're listening to Into the Flames, a Calgary Flames fan podcast. Your home for all things Flames and updates around the NHL. With your hosts, Raja Burry and Noah Eppleston. Into the Flames, new episodes every Sunday. Did you know Matthew Phillips leads the AHL and there's a four-point differential between him and Brett Sini? Mm-hmm. He yeah. does. And did you see that backhand goal that he scored? So oh my God. Almost almost as gross as this lighting. Like, what is this? It looks like I'm playing Tron. What is this? <laughs> like uh, Yeah, you're you're dealing with a little bit of a lighting issue today, but uh I think we'll be able to work through it. Yeah, just imagine this as the goal line. Mm-hmm. And it's like the goal does not count here. Still <laughs> Fuck is it completely across the line? Um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's weird. The lighting's never done this before, but it is what it is. So yeah, Matthew Phillips is at a point per game pace of one point five. He's got thirty yeah. points in twenty games, fifteen goals, fifteen assists. Uh, it, and it, it just doesn't make sense right now. Hey, for a team that has said that they've been lacking scoring and, and need to add more scoring to this lineup. You have a guy, I don't care what size he is, dominating the AHL right now. He is the best player in the AHL right now, and he's showing that night in and night out. And this guy still hasn't gotten a look at the NHL roster this year. And I think, like, Byron Bader put up, like, a really nice thread, I think, a few days ago, basically just talking about how Sutter and his time as coach and and as a GM – he always has had small players on his teams, but he wasn't the one who promoted them. He basically inherited smaller guys, which the limit <laughs> that they're talking about is 5'10", right, in terms of a base. <laughs> He's basically inherited them and then used them. There are about 20 of them that have played significant roles on his teams in the past. <laughs> and... I guess just to list a few, like you've got Goudreau, obviously, Manjapani, uh, Camilleri, Lankow, Jelena, you know, just to name a few. This man literally traded for Damon Lankow. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it because, like, you can come in and combat the, oh, like, Sutter hates young guys. It's not young guys. It's small guys. It's small guys. It's not the – it's not young guys. And, like, he even traded for Camilleri also, right? Like, Camilleri, mm-hmm. like guys like that. Like, come on. Like, Matthew Phillips is literally – I guess we're starting with the forward group. Before we started recording, we were like, goaltending <laughs> defense. Forward. No, let's just get right into it. I, I, I guess we're hopping right in. And you you mentioned Lankow. And, and that guy's a center, too. And yeah. what Daryl really likes down the middle is a gritty, strong center. Mm-hmm. Um, a guy like Phillips, like, he can play on the wing. Wouldn't you just love to see like a Phillips Rizichka combo? Like just maybe like a five game sample size. Give me five games of Phillips and Rizichka together and see what those two can do. Because Rizichka's been on fire this year. Dude. He's clicking on all cylinders. Yeah. You throw Phillips with him, what what could that create as like a third line here in Calgary? And that just speaking quickly on Rizichka, not to get too sidetracked, but Rizichka next to Backlund and Coleman, that is our mm-hmm. best line right now. Mm-hmm. They're unbelievable. Like, oh my god, I am in love watching them play hockey. Like, it's insane. 
But like Matthew Phillips at least deserves a chance. And I mean, you see it everywhere on social media. Everyone's talking about it. Media is asking Daryl questions about it. He's detracting just completely. Um, yeah. But the thing is, is like, my whole point to this is like, everyone's forgetting not to indict for living on this too. Everyone's saying, oh, it's Sutter who hates, you know, young guys. It's not young guys. It's small guys. Thank you very much for fixing that narrative. Um, and all that sort of thing. But it's like, did you see what True Living's philosophy is on calling up players? What he talked about on the radio? Exactly. Yeah. A big thing of this is True Living. Like he has publicly come out and stated that he is not a huge fan of it. And just because they're playing at a high level in the A doesn't mean that anything is going to translate to the NHL, which is true. But is it not worth a shot is my question. Like... Uh, like, yeah, Daryl said the same thing, right? And Daryl's like, yeah, I've basically watched every Wranglers game on the planet when I'm in the city, just from his box. And the thing that I don't understand is, like, this was True Living's quote in full. He's like, and what I found is that players who have a chance to succeed at this level are players that are dominant. And when I say dominant, that doesn't necessarily mean statistically dominant, Right. But they're very good in whatever role that is you want you envision them playing at at the NHL level. It may be in a checking role. It may be in a bottom six role or a checking role. Thanks for repeating yourself, Bradley. It may yeah. be an offensive role. It may not necessarily be a player that's a top-line player in the American Hockey League coming in and being a top-line player here. What? <laughs> what are you saying? It's, it, yeah, it's the ending for me that I hate. Like... The top line player in the A coming in to be a top line player here. Nobody is expecting him to be a top line player here. This or like the, what we've preached for this organization since like the beginning of last year was depth scoring. Yep. Yep. Who the who cares if he doesn't play on the first line? What's what kind of message is this sending though to the guys that are in the A? Like guys like Peltier, you know, Peltier's a smaller guy too. Zary, yeah, absolutely. You know who's also a smaller guy? Matthew Coronado. You know who's also still unsigned? Matthew Coronado. Like, give me a break. Like, I don't understand why this philosophy is the way it is when we had a guy who was my height when I was in the ninth grade run our team for the past. Yeah. Like, what? No, I, I, it doesn't make sense where they're coming from with this. I think it's, it might be a bit of a tactic to protect these older veterans that we have right now on the roster, guys like Richie and Lewis and, and Lucic. It might be a tactic to try and protect those guys. Yeah. But yeah, you look you look at the people coming up from the Wranglers here in the future. They are all pretty well undersized. Another one, the goalie, Dustin Well Wolf, super undersized. Like, if you don't like smaller players, why are you drafting all of them then? exactly like what's the point of even like i don't i don't get it like i just it doesn't make sense to me and to me the whole oh young guys won't get a shot on a daryl thing is absolute bullshit because a we saw it with shillington and a you can talk about shillington not exactly being a young guy when Sutter <laughs> came in but let's be real here he was sat for nikita nesterov and he came <laughs> in and earned his way 
in camp to be that dominant top four D-man that we saw last year. And Oliver, I, I wish you well, and I miss you, bro. We need I was you. just going to say, I miss Shillington. Like, yeah. I miss him so much. I can't wait till he comes back, man. You no, know, right? Like, I like you don't know what you have until they're gone. That was I know. I I feel like it's so easy for Flames fans to just kind of, like, forget about him, too, just because our defense has had a little bit of a shakeup this year. And, like, Michael Stone, after his performance in the playoffs last year and everything. But, like, we're missing one of our top four D-men from last year, which is just insane to think about. And nobody has really even talked about it. I can't, like, just the transition game is going to get so much better the second he returns. Oh, my God. It um, is. Let's get to the Florida game. We're, we'll we'll cover the start of the homestand because I feel like talking about the Pittsburgh and Carolina games, the tail end of that trip, no one really is talking about that anymore. No, no. Lineup formations were different, all that sort of thing. And the common theme was Dan Vladar's beauty, and that's bleeding into now, Dan Vladar's beauty. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, let's talk about the Florida game. It was the return of uh, Matthew Chuck, and we were both there, and we vlogged it. For those of you that watched Absolutely. the vlog. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we were. Um not the best game from the Flames, but like I said to you before the game started, Bobrovsky's in net, we got a chance. And that certainly came to fruition against the Panthers. It was 3 nothing, just in the opening 10. That was the most fun I've had at a game in a very long time, just from a first oh, it, standpoint. It, it was awesome. Yeah, it was a blast. It. Um, and, uh, like, another thing, I guess, with that is, like, it was good to see the Flames bury their chances that night. Um, just who cares? Look, yeah, Bobrovsky's in net, all that stuff. We still finished. That's like one of the biggest, the biggest question marks of our year right now. And yep. it obviously helps when Bobrovsky plays like, you know, like the way he played. But uh, it was still nice to see. Uh, Dubé and Manjapani just they've been playing really strong hockey together this whole great. this whole homestand since they've been reunited they've been really good and um i guess we can talk about matthew's return and how it was a standing ovation during the ceremony which obviously if anyone was going to boo him during that period you deserve to get kicked out of the dome you're not yeah. a um yeah. second of all we there were boos whenever he touched the pot, and there were instances where they were like pretty loud, and some instances where they were like, eh. like they were like, t- it was like, it was like the crowd was confused, like, do we boo him or should we not? Do we? Yeah. And then once everyone committed, it was like Adam Fox came back here. <laughs> it was like, all right. it was. and I, I thought that was the perfect way for Kachuk re- to return, right? Like the tribute video, he gets this like long, like forty-five second standing ovation. And then he takes the next draw, instantly touches the puck and gets booed like 15 seconds later. And it's just, it's so perfect for the kind of player that Matthew Kachuk is, right? Like just that little pest. I I loved it personally, but. Dude, it was like, it was literally the definition of we love you, but we're still in pain. Exactly. Like it was literally the definition of we adore you, but we're still pretty salty that you want that. (laughs) Yeah. Like we didn't take that pretty kindly but we still love you like you tell me you don't watch florida games with chucky and bennett there yeah ryan lomberg is there but like you know it's ryan lomberg but like 
Chucky <laughs> and like Bennett over there. Those guys have like legitimate sentimental value to me. That game though was really, really great just for the offense to get rolling. Even I guess the start of the power play to get rolling. We'll get to that in a bit, but um just guys that you need to hit the score sheet. And Brett Ritchie with his fifth of the year, mm-hmm. which, which was literally followed Absurd. Up. Oh my! And God. like, how did that one go in? Is my question. But <laughs> it was like right in front of us, and I literally turned. I literally looked at you, and I was like, "These tickets alone, that was worth the price of admission." <laughs> Just seeing that right, like at our eye line. Um, Absolutely. And man, like, and I guess we'll get to it when we when we talk about the lines and stuff overarchingly, but. Brett Ritchie does not deserve to be scratched right now. That's all, like, what is going on there? And mm-hmm. it's just, it doesn't make sense to me. But the Florida game, I would say from the decor was well done. Uh, we were able to finish our chances. That's really all I care about. And guess who led the team in expected goals that night? Who was it, Raja? Brett Ritchie. Let's go. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that guy. <laughs> Um, and then you said, uh, you said they were finishing, um, kind of may have used too much finishing on the Florida Panthers leading into the next game against Montreal. Yeah. So did that game not feel like watching the flames in the North division? They were playing the Canadians. They were Mm -hmm. wearing Blasty. They lost by a goal when they outshot 46 to 19. Yeah. And yeah. yeah, we can get to the quality of shots. That's not what I'm insinuating. Obviously, when you're out shooting that much and you're not scoring, that's an indictment on the quality shot share that's being sent. But mm-hmm. but like just the, the overall the overall vibe around that game was so frustrating. And I guess this could be a good segue to talk about goaltending because Jacob Markstrom is really down on himself right now. And yeah, his comments today. I guess heading into tomorrow's game against the wild, they seem to be better. He seems to be more level-headed, but that was not, I'll let you talk about this. Cause you're a big marquee guy. Yeah. Um, it's just uh, like crazy, isn't it? Like the game starts with Monaghan on the ice and holy shit. All of a sudden he has a breakaway and marquee is flying at him. Like, He's talked about, like, needing to be more controlled and, like, not play the puck as much. But then as soon as the opportunity is presented, he's all over it. Like, nothing changes in his game there. He is so in his head right now. And, like, he just needs, like, something to clear his mind. I don't know what it is, like a road trip where they just – the defense plays really well in front of him and they kind of give up not too many high dangers and he just gets a feel for it again because – when you give up a goal like he did, the one where he comes charging out, that's a huge, huge like knock on your confidence. And you saw that in him the rest of the game and in the press conference after because he was not happy with himself at all. I just suck at hockey. Is like I I sat there and I was like, oh my god, like this is nothing pains me more than knowing that we have a guy who is capable of being a superstar. And mentally, they are not looking right. That <laughs> nothing hurts me as a sports fan more. And we'll get into it. Like even even Huberto, like a week ago or so, 
Solemn from GSN, he retweeted this, I guess, like article that was in French that Huberto did. And Huberto's really hard on himself right now. He's really down on himself. It's like both guys are just in their heads and nothing pains me more as just as a, a flames fan, just looking at our track record of a having talent in our market. Right. And just a sports fan in general, seeing guys who are top talents, just not mentally happy with themselves and the way that they're playing. And it's reflective <laughs> of the, on the score sheet or like just all of that. It's just, it's really, I hope that they both start turning corners. And I mean, Huberto, just looking at the last 10 games, he's got eight points. So it's yeah. not, it's not like it's terrible production. I just feel that both guys need some sort of statement game to go their way so that mm-hmm. they don't start feeling the way that they're supposed to feel because this team can't do anything if Huberto and Markstrom are a the two not pillars. Of, yeah, exactly. Like if they're not themselves, they're the two main pillars of this group, really. If they're yeah. not themselves, this team isn't going to do anything, right? Like absolutely. Yeah, and- you, you said uh, you said Huberto with eight points in his last ten. He's starting to climb his way out of it. You can kind of feel it. Even watching that top line, the the these last two games, I thought they've looked like they've had a lot more chemistry and they've gelled a lot better. But mm-hmm. like Markstrom is still at the bottom of this climb. And thank God we have Dan Vladar here to back him up because where would this team be without Dan Vladar right now? Uh, out of a playoff spot? We'd be sitting talking about the draft? Yeah. I'm, exactly. I'm being like dead serious. Like, no, exactly. It's, it's really... Yeah, I mean... Take a look at the last, I want to say, four games. We've won three of our last four. And Vladar, is his extension not the best thing ever right now? Oh, absolutely. Like, it's the it's possibly the best thing ever. Like, literally the best piece of work that Brad has done. Yeah. Uh, I, oh, man. Just, Dan Vladar deserves everything right now. Um, I also believe that Jacob Markstrom, he is projected to start tomorrow based off of what we saw on Twitter today. And I really, really, really hope Markstrom has a stand, like just a standout game tomorrow where (laughs) he doesn't make a a mistake because the trend with Marky starts right now is that he's averaging some weird play where you're like what like what like what were you thinking when you did that like it's not even like a point of oh no like it's like he goes out and tries to stop Mm -hmm. the clock wholeheartedly Mm -hmm. hey what were you thinking in that moment you know Mm -hmm. and I just want him to be the Vesna guy that he was last year bro we know he's capable of it and that's where the frustration comes out of it yeah, and the thing that I like out of it right now, though, is the fact that Vladar is playing so good because it's going to challenge Markstrom whenever he does get a start now. Because in my mind, like Vladar's kind of got the number one spot right now. I mean, how how could he not? Yeah, um, I think so too. When when Markstrom gets his chances now, he's going to have to bring it, and he's going to have to play some of the best hockey that he's ever played. Because if not, 
there's a guy breathing on his neck for that number one spot right now. And exactly like we're so used to just as flames fans rotating in the past with let's say Riddick or Smith, you know, Mike Smith's not playing well. Oh my God, let's get Riddick in. Like, please like the, the whole thing starts. Oh no, Riddick's not playing well. Oh, Cam Talbot's right there. You're not, you're not thinking twice about the statement because they both yeah. make the same amount. Yeah. Right. Like that 1920 year, they both had the same AV. So you're sitting there, you're like, you know what? Whoever's hot, you ride the hot hand. That just completely just presides the point of this guy needs to get his confidence back. He makes $6 million for a reason. We saw it last year. We did. Like up until the round two series, we saw it. He was great. Everything after that BOA and into this year, something is not right. What is it? I don't know. And it has to get figured out because we are 25 games in. Yeah, this exactly. Isn't a, this isn't a, oh my God, it's okay. It's not like we're, it's the first 10 games of the year and you're like, oh no, no, this is like well past a quarter into the year. Uh, something just, I like, Marky, I love you. We love you. We just want you to get your confidence back, bro. This is insane. Like I, it's so hard seeing your top guys be down on themselves. It really is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, absolutely. Yeah, that Montreal game was so just completely and utterly depressing. Um <laughs> I yeah. yeah, that was not that was not a fun one to watch. <laughs> uh <laughs> and the thing that bothers me too is like what's the commonality, right? Between what the media was saying after that Montreal game and what we've heard countless times before. Oh, the Flames got goalied. No, they didn't get goalied. When you're not when you're not creating quality chances, that's not getting goalied. Those are freebies. It was the Flames' lack of ability to finish on full display, which is funny because we were raving about their finishing against Florida. Exactly. And it's like another part, which we're used to this as fans, consistency. We didn't have to have this question or even have to have a conversation regarding consistency watching last season. Because last season was like heaven on ice. It was, right? Like it it seems like I haven't had to face these feelings that I'm having about this team now in like since the twenty like since the bubble season, the North Division season. Like yeah. last year was just so intoxicating and fun to watch that I, I just never even had these thoughts. You gotta finish the deal. And that's exactly what Daryl said, right? People can sit and indict Daryl like, oh, because a lot of people on Twitter are kind of fed up with him with the whole Phillips thing. And, you know, and I mean, like, I, I get it. Like, I kind of get it. But at the same time, I'm like, guys, like, there's clearly more at play here than just Daryl Sutter. Yeah, goaltending and special teams were, I think, the difference in that one for sure. Move on over to Washington. I was at that game. And uh, you've got Adam Ruzichka with a goal and two assists that night. Hockey night in Canada. And, Rosie. Oh, God. And then Backland with a three-point game. Yep. That third line, man, we started the episode raving about them. They deserve everything. They're unbelievable. And they, they played really well. Like, I mean, I thought they played a really good game against the Capitals. Like, it may, it may not have looked that way, but I, I thought it was a pretty solid effort. And I, I would say the reason it's a solid effort is because, I mean, realistically, 
right? We took a lead. We didn't we didn't let up on it, right? Mm-hmm. Got close, mm-hmm. but we still closed it out after playing with a lead. And that's yeah. something that this team is clearly still trying to adjust to, to get used to. And we keep talking about this adjustment period, comparing it to that North Division year and how it mm-hmm. took 30 games. You know, I keep saying it. It took 30 games, a training camp, and a full offseason, right, to just get the optimum versions of everyone, really, yep. Yep. to come out. I mean, everyone had a career year at the same time, and that's another thing that I think that kind of skewed our expectations heading into this year, too, because it's like everyone had a career year last year, like everyone. <laughs> so mm-hmm. this year we've been hit with already too much adversity, and we're only 25 games in. When you think about all the injuries that we went through, uh, guys yeah. getting adjusted, like – this is right now. I refuse to believe that this is not the worst that it gets. I, like, no, because honestly, with the way we started, it just feels like it's going to go up. Yeah. And, yeah. and we're seeing that trend. Like, the second line has started to look great. Um, Manjapani, Dubey, and Kadri are all clicking. I love watching that line four check. It is my oh, favorite oh. thing to watch ever. I literally could just put on, yeah, Kadri, Dubé, Manjapani four checking highlights, and I would be the happiest guy alive. It is so beautiful to watch. They're so fast and they get to the puck so quick. I think a theme throughout this homestand has been their defensive play. And that's mm-hmm. something that was also clearly getting, you know, acclimated with or adjusted to or whatever the hell you want to call it, right? They were still figuring out how to play together. But a highlight from our decor right now who isn't Chris Tanev is Mackenzie Weger. Because after that Washington game, I went and I looked at some advanced analytics, and the guy leads the entire decor in Corsi 4, scoring chances 4, and ice time 5-on-5. Yep. And, and he's another guy that's been frustrated with himself too, right? Like the points aren't coming for him. You you know he wants those points. Yeah. But like his defensive game has been, it's been good. 100%. Like, and, and he's still frustrated with himself because he knows he can do more and he wants more out of himself. And those are the things that you love to see. Exactly. And just to quickly touch on Ruzicka again, goal two assists, Corsi 4 was 74.19 expected goals for close to 80 and that's via natural stat trick um on ice stats at even strength adam ruzichka <laughs> like this guy was scratched for 10 out of the first 11 games yep oh my god like yep oh i know raja i know crazy what happens when you give certain guys that have been developing in your organization for a very long time, you know, a decent chance, right? It's crazy, dude. His just looking at his metrics right now, third amongst forwards, five on five and expected goals for points per 60 minutes. He's first. He's got nine primary points this year mm-hmm. out of his entire point total. And, oh, my God, I love this guy. I mean, especially we were sitting here. You especially were pretty upset when we acquired Ryan Carpenter last year at the deadline for this exact reason. Like, uh, I I know what I'm talking about. Like, I know he's a good player. Like, I just, ah. Uh. Let's, I guess, transition over to last night. Yeah. 
and we're playing the Arizona Coyotes, right? And the Flames were sleepy. They definitely, yeah, that was like it was a snooze fest, and special teams <clears throat> won us that game. And to me, that's the most. What, is that the first time we've been able to say that this year? Yep. Is that the first time? Yep. Yep. Nice. Special Not too bad. bad. Not too bad. It's like that third goal, dude. That third, like Huberto, Tolf, Kadri. Like Kirk Muller just had this brand new genius idea to pass it across the crease and sort of wrap it around the boards behind it. it it's insane. I have a new theory. Kirk Muller is not Kirk Muller anymore. We don't know where <laughs> he is, and he's lost the team. That's my new theory. It's a clone. It's a clone behind it's a the bench. It's a clone. <laughs> See, DNA, DNA copies are real. You can make people, right? That makes sense. Um, but, like, seriously, everything that I've wanted out of the power play, I even wrote an article talking about the power play, comparing it to the Bruins power play over on the wing call. <laughs> and, like, I was writing that, and I was literally depressed. I was like, I am missing Jeff Ward right now. Not as a head coach, as a power play coach. You go back and watch anything the Flames did on a power play in 1819, the way they brought – the way they carried the puck in transition, one-touch mm-hmm. passes, just no one had the puck on their stick for longer than three seconds. Yeah, it was always moving. Power play. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Last night – Oh my God! Did it feel so good to watch this team score two power play goals? And yeah, it, it was a game where you really needed the power play to break through, right? You're playing the Coyotes, and the first 15 minutes of that hockey game last night, the Flames got dominated. They got dominated by the Arizona Coyotes. They had a really good last five minutes of the first and scored two, one on the power play, and. It was kind of had that feeling like, oh, shit, we might go in the second here and we might see a massacre. Arizona fought back and they made this a game. And thank God for Nazem Kadri and Elias Lindholm on the – or to, actually, it was Toffoli who passed it to him, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Thank God for those two for finally breaking through and getting that third one. Yeah, like, you know, Dubé gets his fifth. And then, you know, that's – Kadri got a secondary on that one. And then the power play comes in, Lindholm from Kadri and Huberto. And then the game winner, Kadri from Toffoli and Huberto. Yeah. Um, that third goal, though, that was so beautiful. And the Selly, oh, It was. I know. I loved all like, of it. I know. Like, dude, the, the, the Sellies that even Huberto has, like, whenever Huberto scores, this guy's fired up. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sitting here, I'm like, I'm sitting here like, bro, I, like, like God bless you. Please just get get it going, and the trend seems positive right now. Exactly, and I I think that's what you can say. The moral of the story is right now with the Flames uh, from this homestand. The yeah, the main thing that you can take away from it is that we are trending in the right direction right now. The things that we've seen in this homestand, despite the game against the Canadians, and maybe even last night, like a couple sloppy mistakes not quite ready to go, but the trend is going upwards for sure. It definitely, yeah, it definitely feels that way. Um, I would also just like to give a shout out to just the flames as an organization. You know, you welcome back, Matthew. It's great. You welcome back Monahan. It's great. His, his ceremonial video is longer than Matthew's the pettiness. I love it. Right. 
And then we get to Usos last night, and they spell the poor guy's name wrong. Like, come on. You had one job. Just the one. Yeah, yeah it's pretty embarrassing. Ball. You had one job. I literally was like, I am going to DM him. Like, I need to apologize on behalf of <laughs> the team I cheer for. Like, I, I'm sorry that they treated – like, oh, man. I'm so glad, though, that he's doing well in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he – yeah, he kind of found a spot there, and hopefully things continue to go well for him. He definitely has an opportunity there. I mean, a young group around him. It's definitely the team that he needs to be on right now. 100%. Um, yeah, like, again, that Arizona game, sleepy overall. But they had to do things that would push them over the hump and – all of the big boys came through when they needed to. I don't mm-hmm. care if it was on the power play. The fact that it was on the power play makes me more happy about it. Exactly. The fact that it was on the power play is like, let's go outside and freaking do snow angels. It's exciting. <laughs> like, that's how bad our power play has been this year. Honestly. And it's just like, it's been a great, like, really, really great. Just, um, these jerseys, man, like this dark. Oh, I love. Oh, I, like, ah, uh, you. What do you think the new reverse retros? Do you like them on ice? So, I've had a couple debates with some people, and I want to get your opinion. So when they first came out, I looked at it and I was like, I like these, but I wouldn't buy one because I don't see myself wearing it, like for right. whatever reason. Right. I see them on the ice though, and I think they're gorgeous. Genuinely, I, I think they're gorgeous. I love them. Like, I think they look so sexy on the ice. I still can't get over the the seam, like the just the way that it's cut. Like, it looks like mm-hmm. it's a cloth sewn together. Still can't get past that. But watching them on TV when they're wearing them, it's beautiful. Like, it's I love I, it. I know. I I like them too. And I've se- I've heard a lot of like different mixed reviews. I guess on how people feel about the the reverse retros, but yeah, I personally love them. Backlund, Ruzichka, that like just another great game from them last night, five on five. Uh, and I kind of just want to get to the attachment issues that Jim Gaudreau has to our franchise. So the Flames on Twitter post a photos of Hubie and Lindy in the in the pedestal, and Jim Gaudreau comments in all caps, "Killer jerseys," and I'm like. The attachment issues are real high right now. I'm sorry, but they're very strong. Like, the force is strong with this one. Um, it's, oh, man. And the fact that we see Johnny on Friday in Columbus. It's going to be a good game. That's going to be, be a good game. Yeah. Um, I just want to point out another thing, like, before we get into more forward group talk. Uh, Tyler Toffoli. You look at all the stats, he might be our best player this year, actually. Mm-hmm. Games. He's got 19 mm-hmm. points, which is tied for the team lead with Nas. 14 yep. of the 19 points are primary points. That's good for second. Uh, He's been solid this year, for sure. Yeah, Corsi's great. He's top five expected goals for at even strength. He's second on the team in that category. And he's first... In goals above replacement with 6.2. 
this is a guy that we when the trade happened we were losing it and it's documented on our channel if you want to go back to february last year happy valentine's day by the way to go and watch to go and watch our reaction to that because we were so stoked about that whole thing yeah um, we were juiced about that <laughs> um, yeah now, would you have the same reaction if we were to acquire Brock Besser now? Because that seems to be the thing that is swirling right now, according to Rick Dollywall. I, I would honestly like I would love to acquire Besser. I, I said this to you. I think he's exactly what this team needs right now. Um, I think he's kind of. I don't know if he's getting overhated in Vancouver. In my personal opinion, that's what I think but that's up to anybody's discretion. I just think he'd fit in really well here in a second line, maybe third line role. Um, and he's just, a, he's a guy that scores, right? He's got a wicked shot. That's always what he's been known for. And he's got some speed on him too, which are two things that this team needs. 100%. And just based off of what Friedman's been saying, it almost seems like the Canucks are literally just wanting to give him up for free. Like, they're literally so – and, like, what I mean by that, I mean, like, the Pacioretty to Carolina deal is, is the comparable, where the Hurricane mm -hmm. got him for free. Who would you give up in that deal, right? Obviously, you're going to have to give up Lucic to make the cap work, right? Mm -hmm. Vancouver is looking for cap space out of the whole thing. That's what them giving mm -hmm. them up for free tells me, right? Yeah. Yeah. We're looking for cap space, so they. I feel like they'd be okay to take Milan's five two five for just this season, and then have Besser's full mount freed up heading into next year because that clearly seems right. like cool. May I also interest you in a Kevin Rooney Vancouver? Because a again, we would also have to make the math work, right? So yeah, I'm just saying, like nothing against Kevin or anything, but I'm just saying if you can revamp the fourth line, that is. The fourth line. Um, and replace guys like Lucic and Rooney with a guy like Besser when you're giving him a flyer. Yeah, the price tag is high, right? Yeah, he has some injury history. But I also do think he's, like you said, being overhated in Vancouver. The guy has 16 points this year. Mm -hmm. through yeah. 20 games. It's not like it's... Oh, the sky's falling. Oh, only four goals. Well, yeah, maybe if you play him on the third line the whole year, yeah, and, four goals. And he's playing on a team that is like struggling so much. And he could come here to a place in Calgary with a lot more structure than what they have in Vancouver, where it's just this free for all. Like, don't play defense. Just go up and skate around, pass it around. That's what Vancouver. That's what it feels like Vancouver is doing this year to me. So I don't know. I feel like somewhere here, like Calgary with a very structured system could really suit him well. If the acquisition cost is really as minimal as the media is portraying it out to be, I'd, Why be, not? I'd be all over Why not? Why not? Yeah, I, I agree with you. And and this forward group definitely does need a shakeup too, in my opinion. And it, like it's another re thing that also like fans are saying, yeah, but we have to Foley. What's the point? It's like you can never have too many goal scorers. You can't, yeah. Like, what's wrong with having more than more than one? Like, <laughs> exactly. If you can't juggle the guys on your wing, not your top nine, you're doing something wrong. Literally, not how you build a team. Oh yeah. Word. Um. And speaking of goal scoring, can you guess 
who the top two goal scorers are this season, five on five so far. Is it Toffoli and Richie? It's Richie and Manjapani. <laughs> I knew it was Richie. I knew it was Fred. But Richie does not deserve to be scratched <laughs> right now. It is actually <laughs> baffling to me how affected I am over this. It's crazy. Like, Kate, Kevin Rooney, bro. I remember when he signed, we sat here, talked about it, and I was like, at least he wants to be here because that's how down bad we were at the moment. That, that was a dark, dark day. I do not ever want to go back and watch that. That was, we were, you were like just so happy over Kevin Rooney signing, and I was so distraught and just, oh, God. Yeah, that was bad. That was just not a good day. Um, <laughs> and Kevin Rooney literally forgot he was in the ozone last night. Did you see that clip? Yeah, he just started back checking. Yeah, I've never seen that. I've never seen a play like that in my entire life of being a hockey fan. Like since I was, I know, I have never seen that ever. It was bizarre. I was like, "What is like?" I sat there and I was like, "Okay, yeah, we can question Markstrom and his decision making." What's this? Yeah, what, what is, is happening? Like, what, what am I watching right now? <laughs> the thing that's so hard to like relay when we have a platform like this is. The reason we have a platform to begin with is because we love the team and we love every single member in the team. Mm -hmm. It's just certain frustrations when the team isn't doing well. You sit there and you analyze, okay, where are the holes in the roster? And I feel almost bad pointing them out because heading into the year, I don't think anyone would have expected – the fourth line to be giving you a positive return. Yeah. And now that that theory is being proven, let's hate on it some more, right? Mm -hmm. It's like we knew this going in, right? Milan is blocking fans on Twitter. Yeah. Like yeah. it shouldn't get to a point where people are so – Amped up. Yeah, we're in a Canadian market. Yeah, people care. I know that. We, My sleep pattern is dependent on whether or not the Flames win. It is yeah. sad to say, but it's true. Um, like, I just want everyone who's in a Flames jersey to succeed and for yeah. management to make smart decisions. Sign you're asking for, you're asking for a lot, Raja. You're asking for a lot. I know it doesn't seem like it, but... In the moving world of hockey, that is almost impossible to ask for. Almost as bad as my fantasy team right now. <laughs> oh my god! Like I, I can't. Like I just Kevin Rooney. I don't know, bro. I don't know. At least he's fast. He's a good skater. I like that about him. I, I guess I would rather him forget and go back check instead of forget to back check and go forecheck. Question: Would you rather him? Would you rather him forget which zone he's in or the luge giveaways? Which one would you take? Can I just have neither, please? Like, <laughs> and this is like the thing is, is like this is coming from two guys who want to see them succeed. I have been a Lucic fan. I have his shirt. I have Lucic merch in my house. That fight when he fought McDermott in 1920, I have that photo frame. The one where he got the bleached yeah, yeah, yeah. Out, he got the blonde yeah. I have that frame. This is coming from a guy who literally adores anyone who's in a Flames jersey to, like, as much as I possibly can, obviously. Mm -hmm. 
But it's just so hard seeing this level of like pushback towards guys that you knew weren't giving you anything to begin with. Yeah, exactly. If Brock Besser were to come here, which would make sense with minimal acquisition costs, or you can call up Matthew Phillips, who you have at your disposal, who makes 750 damn K, who could, like, I, I don't know, man. I just, I do think there are going to be improvements. There's no way that this is the group that stays past the deadline. We can talk about the adjustment period. We can talk about guys starting to get going and the positives. But I also want to sit and be like, let's relax on the negatives for a bit. Even though, yeah, this season has not been fun so far in comparison. <laughs> we're watching a team go through growing pains. Nothing That's never fun. But the second players start blocking the fan base on social media, I I can't get behind that. Like, Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. And I mean – like yeah i mean i don't really know what else to say like like we said it's it's trending upwards and hopefully the team keeps going in that direction and hopefully we see phillips get a shot here um eventually because i know every flames fan wants to see that guy play play in a flames jersey and it's really just those are the things you can look forward to power plays seem to be looking good against arizona hope for matthew phillips and adam rosichka is our best player Everyone's acting like the sky is falling. If we're in late January and we're still having these conversations, I'd probably, yeah, I'd be pretty damn worried about what, yeah. what's going to happen with this team come the spring. But right now you take a look at the standings. We've got two games in hand on the Kings. We're three points back. Mm-hmm. We've, it's got, more than two. we've got a Game in hand on the Oilers, and we're a point back. It seems like just everyone in the West is struggling at the exact same time. And now Colorado doesn't have Nathan McKinnon anymore, so that's something that we should mm-hmm. He's out for yeah. four weeks. It just got announced. Not just the Flames, too, right? Like, there's so many teams that are just going through it this year. And the Flames, have, once they're able to get on track and figure their way out of this, you, the opportunity is there for you to take this division and make the playoffs. Like... The power play scored two gorgeous goals last night. You don't understand how hyped I was watching them do the simplest, like, tic-tac-toe. Mm-hmm. Yep. I sat there, I'm like, you're passing and none of it is perimeter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think that's a good summary of everything that is up so far. I'm. We are starting to string a bunch of games together, and I pray <laughs> to God that we beat Minnesota tomorrow. A big one tomorrow. It'd be very nice to say, hey, look, we're on a three-game winning streak heading into a back-to-back with Columbus and Toronto, where we're going to see yeah. Johnny Goudreau, Mark Giordano, and TJ Brody all in a two-day span. All the familiar faces. Unreal. That's crazy. This whole – this whole, the last 10 days have just been the, – the common theme is familiar faces. It's, yeah, uh, it's been the reunion for sure. Uh, even Garnet Hathaway on Saturday. Yeah. Man, I miss yeah. that guy. Me too. Um – yeah, that's yeah, a nice. go flames go. I guess we're just cautiously optimistic about the trends right now. I've seen more positives the last four games than negatives. I, I like the term cautiously optimistic. I like that. I think that suits the situation perfectly. 100%. So if you guys don't want to be cautiously optimistic about subscribing to the channel, hit the button, the red one on the bottom. 
uh, that should that one should be a guarantee. If you're a Flames fan and you watch YouTube videos and you you're not subscribed to it, what are you doing? Go around, tell your friends, share it around. We're trying to grow. Anyways, if you guys liked our content, hit that like button, hit the subscribe button, and go Flames, go! Let's go, baby! Go Flames, go!